You're listening to the Tech Bytes podcast from the Packet Pushers, a 15-minute podcast at the intersection of technology and business. We're sponsored today by NetBees, which provides network monitoring for the WAN, Wi-Fi, remote workers, and the cloud. Our guests are Panos Vuzis, NetBees co-founder, and Brad Addington, network engineer at the Amwins Group and a NetBees customer. Panos and Brad, welcome to the podcast. Brad, we're going to get to how you're using NetBees to monitor a large distributed WAN, but let's start with Panos. Uh, Panos, can you give us a quick overview of NetBees and what it monitors? Great, yeah. So NetBees is a solution for network engineers that gives you visibility of the end user experience in a distributed fashion. We use sensors to capture user experience on your Wi-Fi, wired network, and actually, after the whole lockdown, we just released our work-from-home end-user agent mm-hmm. that can be installed on the Mac and Windows that can capture now this user experience from home over your VPN, ISP, etc. that helps you troubleshoot and detect these end-user uh, issues very quickly and very easily. So I think the key thing here is that NetBees has actually been in business for about 10 years. And you've been doing network visibility tools and network monitoring tools for that entire time. So you've had some remote working, but what you've done here with this new product has really shifted your focus as your customers needed it. Is that a fair statement? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, it was a big push from the market, obviously. Everybody was faced suddenly with this new reality, ourselves included. We had to start working from home, uh, you know, like from day one, day two. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, with this new agent now, customers are able to deploy it en masse with all the management tools they have on their Mm -hmm. end user machines and capture exactly this information that they couldn't have before unless they call the user or unless they, you know, like chatted <laughs> with them. <laughs> so uh, let's bring Brad in. Uh, Brad, what problems were you trying to solve and what led you to NetBees? So yeah, ultimately, we were looking for a monitoring solution to work in conjunction with our IWAN deployment to better understand um, the end user experience at each of our branches and how key services of IWAN, such as performance routing, impact that experience. Additionally, we were looking for readable and valuable data to provide to other teams and our business leaders that we were not able to get with just the IWAN solution alone. I love the readable data, the valuable data, because if I have this pet theory that if you put a graph in front of an executive, it sort of engages a different part of their brain that actually pays attention. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's most definitely right. Um, <laughs> And, and coming from the network team and the engineering team, we tend to focus on numbers at a bits and bytes level. But yeah, to them, yeah. the, it's the bottom line that matters. So this graphical interface. So the first step was you have this IWAN. It's probably running over the public internet as well. And so you have some degree of uncertainty and you needed to be able to get visibility into what was happening there. That is correct. So ultimately, uh, you know, we use the MVPN tunnels and we locally offload internet traffic at each of our branches. So a lot of our applications, you know, they're impacted by uh, internet backbone. And as changes occur or brownouts occur, to a degree, we're somewhat like visibility into that prior to NetBees. Yeah, um, and yeah. with NetBees, with point-in-time monitoring, such as my trace route, we can go back in time and match in correlation with what IWAN sees when it comes to thresholds crossing and things of that nature, the IWAN monitoring piece. Um, see, so when it makes a change, we can actually correlate that in, in NetBees and, and see those changes. So, And also, when the user rings up and says, oh, I've got a problem, you can actually go to NetBees and you can say, oh, yeah, look, the packets are running slow on that branch location where the IWAN is, and then you know it could be the internet in that area, or you know what the next step of troubleshooting is. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, when they, when they do report problems, they'll call it into the help desk, and then the help desk will t- tend to escalate up to engineering or whoever that may be, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if IWAN can catch that ahead of time, it will make a path remediation 
and try to divert away from that that issue. And then a lot of times we can go into NetBees and see that change. Or if for whatever reason iWin doesn't do that or, or if a service hangs up and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do when it sees those degradation and ser- services, uh, we can see that in NetBees proactively and go in there and, and start investigating prior to the user even calling in. And the unique feature here that you're using, which is not something I've seen everywhere, is you are actually deploying an agent on the iOS routers. Tell me about that. Yeah, so we're just deploying a KVM image uh, as a container on the ISR routers. So uh, essentially, the the router acts as a as a host for our NetBees agent. And that's approved by Cisco, supported by Cisco, and it also tells you exactly what the network's doing because the 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 active sensor is actually there in the routing edge. Yeah, it, it does two things. It is absolutely supported by Cisco, and and with Cisco's DevNet uh, push, um, these are things that they're trying to to kind of get more involved in into the market of is getting uh, their customers to use these container-based images on the routers. And furthermore, that agent, it actually provides us almost like a remote computer at each branch because it's just, it, it runs on Linux, a- which is really cool too. So we do have a lot of tools within Linux that we can use as pulling DNS information, things of that nature. So it sort of ties into existing operational skills you've already got. Correct. How many, can I ask how many devices you've rolled this out to so far? How many NetBees um, uh, monitoring nodes you've got deployed? Yeah, so we have many branches and we're rolling one agent out per branch. So we have rolled roughly 70 agents out as of today um, with about 10 more coming uh, any day now. Pain threshold? like, Like when I say pain threshold, I mean, how hard was it? Was this excruciatingly difficult to get the first one up and running or was it really just a case of, KVM instance, Bing, NetBees, sensors, ding, done. Uh, no, it, the, the process and deployment was extremely straightforward. Uh, NetBees provided documentation. Uh, the documentation, uh, unlike a lot of documentation, was spot on. Um, it, it was very accurate <laughs> and, and it assisted greatly with the deployment. I know we all laugh in the tech industry because sometimes you get documentation. So do it this way, this way, this way, and you get there. It's like that option is not even available. So I'm, I'm not quite sure you know, where to go from here, or it requires additional research and additional time. Right. Um, but with the NetBees deployment, that, that was definitely not the case. And once we deployed one or two, uh, we found the, the process to be extremely repetitive. So we were able to easily automate the process uh, to get these agents deployed in roughly five minutes. I have to say, this is maybe one of the first times I've heard uh, an end user or a customer say, we like the documentation. That's Pretty, that's a good. That's that's a fresh. Yeah. That's a fresh take. <laughs> that's a very fresh. That's take. a fresh take. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked before about uh, some of the things that once you had the NetB sensors in place, you started seeing things you couldn't sense before. Um, is there any others that you wanted to cover today? Some of the things that we were seeing that we weren't seeing before were impacts on changes, and, and this goes beyond kind of this just this question. But what we were doing previously was we have multiple tools that kind of help us manage and monitoring changes before and after. Um, and, and many teams across Amwins utilize these tools. But with the NetBees agent, what we're able to do and see was down to the actual response time, down to the path it takes, everything. And, and it was not only helpful to the network team, but it was helpful to other IT teams within Amwins as well. Um, the DBAs uh, found it extremely useful. Our app teams found it extremely useful. Our, infrastructure, oh, okay. our server infrastructure teams found it in, uh, very useful because when they make changes, we were able to go back and look, you know, okay, here, here was the, the response times or this was the standard before the change. 
And here's where we are now. So how far did we deviate away from that standard? Was it good? Was it bad? So those are some of the things that we were from and we're definitely seeing uh, after we deployed NetBees, which was kind of like an added bonus. So I think that's really probably interesting and critical in that NetBees becomes kind of a common tool that every stack or every silo can take advantage of and get some benefit from. Most, most definitely, because I think from any IT department, one of the things that we tend to, to overlook is how our changes impact the end user experience and be able to go back and, and monitor that data and see that data and not only take that data and provide it to business leaders and say, hey, look, the changes we're making are actually helping uh, mm. our infrastructure, our network, our, you know, it, it makes us all look good. So. Attention to the truth police, because when the DBA says, I've done something to fix the performance, you can hold it up and go like, no, it isn't. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, or, uh, ironic, I, it's funny you mentioned that because we actually had an issue similar to that. Yeah. Um, uh, shortly after our, our proof of concept of the product, um, our change went out on the weekend and, and we've seen, uh, I, I think about 20 milliseconds increase in response times. And it was like, that seems very minute, but you know, what did you guys do? And they went back and had a, ultimately, I don't know what was done to resolve on the DBA, DBA side, mm-hmm. but th- they did revert some of those changes. I mean, the other part of this is that it's sort of keeping all the groups honest and that they can't just say it's the network because everyone's using this tool and has sort of a common grammar to, to speak to each other with that you can't just say, oh, it, we the DBAs know it's not our fault because it's the network when you can all look at the tool again and be like, nope. Well, uh, yeah, that, and that's probably our, my favorite thing about this is, and, and I don't know if every organization I've ever worked for, that, that seems to be the commonality is, is the network. Um, and I feel like you know, many network teams have to go out of their way to prove that, no, it's not the network. But here, here you go. This is probably where you should start looking kind of thing. You know, to have that information readily available is definitely beneficial. So um, we talked about using NetBees in the context of your IWAN deployment. What about uh, software as a service or cloud apps? Are you able to leverage NetBees there in any way? Yeah, what I did was I worked with our Microsoft team uh, in-house. And what they were able to do was give us some URLs to some of our more common Microsoft services, such as our Office 365 suite. And we're using it to monitor, you know, HTTP response times, to like SharePoint sites. We're using it to, to monitor DNS. Uh, to make sure that URLs are are actually resolving correctly. We even have it, you know, tracking like a MyTrace route going out and, and watching from each branch to see how, you know, if we're using Outlook or 360, Office 365, we want to know how the, the internet is actually impacting that service, mm-hmm. especially with voice, uh, Microsoft Teams, things like that, that seem to be a little more susceptible to, to issues and, and packet loss and jitter. You know, to be able to see that, get alerts on that when something crosses a threshold that we've set within the NetBees dashboard, it, it just makes for a, an overall better experience. So uh, let's shift back to Panos. Panos, you touched earlier on the remote working and we talked about the fact that it's it's a transition from your existing product. It's not a, a ground up sort of thing. What sort of customers do you have today that are using it for supporting distributed work? Yes, so we see lots of interest from the financial services and healthcare industry. And it's interesting what we found out. The, the reality is that, you know, if it's you, Greg, or, or Brad that is having issue with their Wi-Fi or network, most likely you can figure it out, right? And, and figure it out yourselves. Mm. Uh, but we see, of course, you have all these uh, unskilled employees that are going to be skilled to all the Wi-Fi details and networks, right? And that's where the sweet spot is, I think, where 
You need to support these people that are, don't have the technical knowledge to even give you feedback of what's going on, right? And uh, lots of people in sales support in financial services and healthcare have this kind of, of need. And uh, we see lots of, you know, like interest from that sector of the market. I think it's really interesting that we talked to Bradley about the idea of the remote sensor being deployed inside the Cisco ISI router here. But it's fundamentally the same principle when you install it on someone's PC or their MacBook, right? It's the same idea. Yeah, definitely. definitely. If you look at the dashboard, actually, uh, it's very uniform. Uh, you can have the same type, uh, you know, like the same type of test you have on the ISR routers and the same type of test running on the end user's laptop. And that's actually, I think, a very powerful um, visibility uh, feature we have where you can compare easily uh, data from different sources, right? So you can see from, you know, over the VPN what's going on. You can see what's going on from your concentrator to the internet. You have a split tunnel or not. You can very easily compare data and see where the discrepancies are and where the bottleneck might be. So I think we've probably run out of time. Panos, if folks want to find out more about NetBees or get in touch with them, where should they go? Definitely, yeah. You can find us, of course, at netbees.net. We're very active on our blog, uh, netbees.net last blog. We're running a series of Linux for network engineers posts there. So if you're getting into DevNet that Brad talked about and you're looking into Linux right now, uh, you can have lots of good material over there. And uh, at NetBees on Twitter, also, you are very active uh, on the community there. All right, so that's NetBees.net, and that's NetBees with a Z, B-E-E-Z, uh, not an S, NetBees.net. Uh, Panos and Brad, thank you for joining us, and thanks to NetBees for being a sponsor. You can find this and many more fine, free, technical podcasts along with our community blog. That's at PacketPushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at PacketPushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.